This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When I go home late at night, this is a song that I really like to sing right now. So I'll play it for you. It's a... called My Old Man. Watching NBA basketball, this the speed of the game. Grealish. Oh, brilliant! Absolutely brilliant! There was a young man Welcome to the My Own Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOwnManSaid.com and your host for what is episode 93 of 94. It's the penultimate one, everybody. Is it? This is newsflash. This is it. You, it's all over. Nobody told me about this. Is it over, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you become the greatest podcast, you just, you just end it. <laughs> you need to learn like Game of Thrones. Stop it the season before the last. Ah, that's, that's a good point. So maybe this is the last episode. I mean, we have been nominated for the Best Club Podcast at the Football Supporters Association Awards 2019, which happened uh, second week third week in december 16th of december so uh we'll see what happens there but uh well i don't know should we let's well let's carry on with this show at least and uh, see how we feel at the end of it right joining me on uh what we just build there is the penultimate show whether that's true or not we will find out joining me mr dan rogers welcome hello mr chris bird hello and joining us a new voice on this show mr paul stringer welcome Hello, thanks for having me. Who are you, Paul? Who are you? How did we find you? I, well, uh, I eagerly messaged the show, uh, looking for a way to connect my work and uh, my love of uh, of Aston Villa. He's a sculptor. He he heard about my uh, attempts with Cristiano Ronaldo. I've actually got a (laughs) half-finished David in my my basement, made out of concrete. Next to his half-sculpted Ulysses de la Cruz. (laughs) <laughs> it's on order for me. No, he's he's not a sculptor. I was lying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mister Mister Ben though uh, will be joining us uh, down the line because he has to defend. He's the new top man of the Scott Hogan Touch Count Challenge. Not brave to see not, if it was just beginner's luck or not. Not brave enough yeah. to turn out. So yeah, you know, not, not be... brave. It's a, I mean, it begs the question: Will Anthony Joshua turn up against? Uh, Ruiz Jr. in Saudi Arabia. We'll, we'll we'll see, but I think that's what's happening with Ben. There, he's he's kind of uh, the pressure of retaining your crown is a, is a different level when the pressure's off and you're trying to nick it off somebody. It's easier to chase in it than defend. It is indeed. Right, coming up in the show, we will uh, pick through the bones of a very welcome draw at Old Trafford. I think we've only beaten them once in it's now 43 games, so baby steps of progress. We'll also discuss uh, what happened with the Mings goal, which uh, was a bit of a mind-boggler in and out of the stadium, uh, wherever you're watching it. 
Also, uh, he'll celebrate Grealish's uh, step up to the big time. And in the three points, we will be discussing... It's uh, like a musical... Well, it's not even musical chairs, because people get the job of Premier League chief exec. Don't even bother getting on the chair. And then they don't even bother getting on the chair. So uh, we'll have a quick look at that. We'll also look at the evolution of live TV as Amazon Prime kicks in. And then also a quick look at the old pantomime season as the management merry-go-round ramps up. But uh, surviving in the face of that, Dean Smith gets offered a four-year new contract. So uh, we'll have a quick look at that. And there'll be a... I think we're going to try a four-way Scott Hogan touch count challenge. Vicious. We're just waiting for the Guinness Book of Records to turn up. Should be here in about 20 minutes or so. But right, uh, before we get on, uh, just uh, a few things that have been doing the rounds. Uh, Mr. Buds, how, how was your trip to Bodymore Heath? Cold. Just cold. Anything else? It's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, the new uh, the new reserve team grounds obviously finished. Nice little stadium, a really good turnout. Chris went to uh, check out the under twenty threes, but it was more there to check out the new facilities at the at Bodymore Heath. Still go down, still get chips and curry sauce. You tweeted a, a, like a long long shot picture that had a, had a wheelie bin in the foreground <laughs> and then a stand right at the back and said, fantastic facilities at yeah. <laughs> Heath. And I said, what, they've got a wheelie bin? Cue, Absolutely. Cue several humorous comments uh, to that. That was good. Uh, news just in while we're trying to set up this podcast. Uh, Aston Villa have drawn... Full force, full f- white wall, the clapper, the return of the Fulham. It's a, it's a bit of a revenge game there, which we'll look forward to... Uh, Winning. Winning. <laughs> Is it Fulhamish, the podcast? You can cut and paste that uh, clip into your uh, show that celebrates your back to back victories against Villa once at Wembley and uh, once in the FA Cup. Uh, that's, we'll give you that one for free. Uh, as we just mentioned there, Dean Smith, uh, four year contract. I think they must have been haggling that uh, contract. I'm sure Villa was saying, well, let's see how you go in the first X amount of games in the Premier League. That's when they found out they couldn't get Pochettino until the end of the season. So they're just going <laughs> to park it for now. But I think Dean Smith, uh, he wouldn't have been on as much as Bruce. Uh, I mean, they would have played on his, uh, oh, you're a born and bred Villa fan, are you? So you'll you'll do this for free, will you? Mm. For the profile, (laughs) Dean. Classic Villa. So congratulations to Dean uh, on that. And hopefully uh, it's onwards and upwards and uh, he kicks on. Right, coming up to... uh, we're gonna re- we've renamed this. I was never happy with the Villa dump that it was a bit uh, childish. So we've renamed it an, a Villa minute, kind of inspired by a, the Eagles song. Ooh, everything could change in a Villa minute. It's less than a minute. We <laughs> all know it's less than a minute. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so right off the top, Mister Bud, please tell us what happened or what transpired at uh, Old Trafford. You count me in. Three, two, one. Villa go to Old Trafford, confident after a 2-0 win over the Toon. They start well against what looks like a midfield that's there for the taking. Grealish with a worldie makes it 1-0 after 11 minutes. Al Ghazi gets injured in the build-up to the goal, but Trezeguet comes on and has the ball in the net, but it's disallowed. Rashford mm. header hits the post and hits Heaton to go in for one all. Harsh on Villa and they go in level at half-time. Villa nearly retake the league just before half-time. Trezeguet hits the bar. Grealish misses a sitter just before United go up the other end and score through Lindelof. Big Wes gets the assist. Villa reply instantly. A well-worked short corner ends with target, teeing up Mings to smash home. Nobody celebrates. VAR shows he's onside. Goal given. Heaton with two good saves as United predictably crank up the pressure, but Villa able to keep them at arm's length. United with all the possession, but slow in their approach. Wasteful in the final third. Villa run out of steam a little bit in the second half. Wesley becomes isolated and the out ball reduces. Defensively strong for the most part and limit United to half chances. Fullbacks both have good games. Cons are again composed with and without the ball. Two all at full time. Fair result and we'll take the point. But it could have been more. OK, you've got one second left. Anything else? Who the fuck are Man United? <laughs> no idea. Before we move on, quick round robin question. How many... Villa Pride points did you lose this week? Two uh, 2,500. <laughs> any advances on 2,500? No idea. Could have been... <laughs> I checked, I didn't lose any, so maybe it's that firewall I put around my account that's blocked them off. It was news to me there was a loyalty program. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, don't I, get I, much there, Dan. You get, a, you get an iPhone uh, image, like a background Oh, uh, like a wallpaper. Oh, yeah. It's like one can, of these mysterious can, loyalty programs that you get with like car rental companies or airlines where you go, I've got a million points, and you discover all you can get is half a bite of a cold villa dog that's been, <laughs> that's been pulled from that wheelie bin at Podimore Heath. The strange thing is, Dan, you actually you get all these points, and then you only get 
the chance to maybe get the opportunity to bid for the chance to have a bite of a villa dog. It's kind of like a mysterious recon grouped currency, isn't it? Where it's it appears in the bank account, but but nobody, it's not real. Ah, oh, this real. is how the tax bill did slash didn't get paid. <laughs> The only loyalty points worth collecting are the ones that you get free coffees for. With or, a stamp card. With free, a stamp card, yeah. Or the, uh, Maybe that's the, what vou- we should the do. villa vouchers they used to have on the back of the programmes back in the day. If Everyone had... knew where they stood with those. I like the club's old stance on obesity where in the inside back cover of the old, the old season cards you'd have a percentage off McDonald's. That was always my... <laughs> you should do, like, if you buy six villa dogs, you get a free one. Yeah. No one can Stank survive. Can no one can survive six <laughs> villa dogs. Yeah. And you get a statue. It's, it's not man v food. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get a statue next to William McGregor. Yeah, if you can survive six Villa Dogs. Oh. Right, let's get on to these three points. The first point, a bit of a, I don't know if it's bad luck, if it's a cursed position or, or what's going on, but uh, they're trying to fill the, uh, I was going to say big shoes, but smelly shoes. <laughs> Richard Scudamore, the former Premier League chief exec, who uh, I think he left November 2018. He's been gone over a year, and uh, the, the Premier League thought they'd They'd hit the nail on the head. They got David uh, Pemsel in, who he's got a track record from working for the Guardian, has he not? I mean, he was he was appointed uh, on the basis of his strong integrity, but things didn't really go very well for yeah. him. He didn't even make his first day in post. Yeah. So before he uh, started the job, he had to uh, resign from his post. Uh, I mean, he was appointed in October, was due to start in February, but uh, he got. Found out for being a bit of a sleazy bastard, to be honest. Yeah, um, he's. I think he's been he's been caught out, and that's the that's the crazy thing is that since his appointment, he, the allegation is that he sent some uh, rather interesting text messages to a junior employee uh, who I uh, don't think appreciated them too much. So uh, the the hunt continues for for uh, someone of a, a different ilk. Is Gabby still available. To- <laughs> He's got a great track record. Well, it's I mean, it's one of sports. I mean, considering the amount of money involved, obviously, in the Premier League, it's one of sports' most powerful positions. I wonder why they can't get anyone to fill those shoes. They're dirty, rotten, falling apart trainers that no one wants to put their feet in. Poison chalice come to mind? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, you'd imagine it's a bit of a cushy number once you get in there. Yeah, but is it a bit like walking into the office of, I mean, Seth Blatter's old office and you start opening drawers and looking at things and going, hmm. Because <laughs> they, they've, they've appointed a couple of times, haven't they? And there was the, the first appointment was uh, quite high profile uh, female executive Susanna Dinage from uh, Discovery was was lined up and that was quite, I suppose, progressive to be appointing, appointing her and yeah. <laughs> Another one who was like, uh, thank you very much. And no sooner as she'd set foot inside St. George's Bog was like, I'm not my way, I'll go. Just open you, the baby. door and it's just on fire and everything's just <laughs> ablaze. And they just go, nope, not today. I kind of think it's linked. I mean, it's, it's a very brief anecdote is that because um, Seth Blatter's suing FIFA at the moment because he wants something like a million dollars worth of watches back from the office. Oh, the He's not allowed thing, to, yeah, yeah. you know, and you wonder whether it is a bit like, as I say, that the, oh, what are all these, what's all these, what are all these used banknotes in? <laughs> I can't open the door. Allegedly. Allegedly, all of it allegedly. More money in the coffers uh, for the Premier League because uh, in point number two, uh, Amazon Prime obviously kick off this month with their on-demand service. So two rounds of Premier League football starting midweek this week where Villa go to Chelsea and then on Boxing Day where Villa host Norwich. I think Amazon paid £90 million for 20 Premier League games. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, if you just look at uh, the NFL where you can get a game pass and, you know, all the games, well, they're, they're obviously staggered. Uh, they're not all on at the same time, but obviously a lot of games against each other and you can pick and choose what you want to watch if you want to just follow your one team. But you can actually put them on like multi-screens. Or act- I think that's the, the benefit that we can, I can have all of them on in my dungeon at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> jokes aside, I actually think it's a really progressive way. And I know there's there's a what the way people I think rationalise it when when they say I'm oh, just another person entering the market and it's a million pounds to watch all the football. I think this would give this actually gives genuine democracy possibly for the first time where you can pick and choose at a yeah. if it if it does arrive at the Netflix of football, which is kind of what Amazon are pushing for, albeit through Prime. Uh, you know, I don't want to pay. Over and over and above the odds for for Sky and BT Sport for huge packages of sport for that I'm I'm broadly not interested in or clubs I'm not interested in I'd be happy to pay a, a lower fee more regularly micro payments I suppose is the direction it's going isn't yeah. it Yeah yeah I, I I really like it I think we need a little bit more democracy back in the uh, the mm. way we consume the football I think like they've got a bit of a monopoly on it the uh, the TV broadcasters I agree 
Um, and it's and I mean I, I'm not saying this because I'm a prime member. <laughs> I, I am. I am. <laughs> but maybe I am. I, but, I am uh, sporadically. Yeah, <laughs> but it certainly opens it up, and it opens it up globally as well. I think, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's the thing for the Premier League and the clubs as well is that actually potentially you make a lot more money as a long game in that rather than having X number of Sky subscribers in the UK and then licensing mm. out internationally, all of a sudden you've got a genuinely global market and you're probably pulling in double the money. Well, it starts to, to push it in the direction of the top teams in Spain, isn't it? So uh, Real and Barca own and sell their own rights, don't they? I think what this does for the first time, it moves it into that individual club by club thing where it will change from the Premier League brokering this to clubs saying, hang on a minute, we want to broker directly with Amazon or another. Inevitably, other services will come in. I'd be surprised if Netflix or others don't don't come in from, in, from the yeah. side on these things. Yeah, But it does... Uh, I mean, going back to the last point about who's leading the Premier League, they it, it, it makes them look a bit outdated in their model as well, that you can't sell the whole package when the reality is that you know, big clubs like Villa can probably sell a, you know, sell their amount and Man United and other big, you know, big, big names will, will have global appeal. It'd be interesting to see if something like the FA Cup, for example, is uh, like the FA try to sell that as a package. Mm-hmm. Uh, although when when you go on the BBC and you look at the highlights, uh, especially of the, you know, the rounds that have gone so far, you you'll notice that they, they tighten the camera angles now so mm. much just to cut out the... Uh, empty seats. The empty seats. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're trying to generate and as much atmosphere. like pokey little grounds, isn't it? This isn't like big stadiums. And if, like there's like, yeah, if there's two fans that are like got an inflatable and a wig on, they'll like zoom in on yeah, them. as yeah, like yeah. crazy atmosphere, FA, <laughs> FA Cup, craziness. The amount of people who, uh, who, who saw the Man United game on a illegal stream in high quality, um, allegedly. But it was uh, it was the easiest game in the world to find. It was- I saw uh, something that made me laugh so much. Is, um, there, were, there was, a, there was a, my friend, a friend of a friend was watching a live stream online. and uh, <laughs> We don't do streams on here, by uh, the way. Just I don't know what one is. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the presenters were like, and now we're going to switch over to uh, our other channel to uh, to show this game on whatever whatever sports three. And uh, and someone in the comments put, and now we switch over to our other viewers on he'sgold.com. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Uh, point number three, the final point. Uh, pantomime season seems to be. Uh, it's always around this time, isn't it? Oh Christmas no, it isn't. Season. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> Christmas time, when at early December, well, late November, when the managers start to uh, disappear, and the boards start panicking. I mean, this season, the top four is pretty much uh, set in stone already, isn't it? I mean, I'd be surprised yeah. if anybody uh, breaks into that or falls out of it. Uh, how many managers have been sacked so far? Who, who who's done the math? Three high profiles, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, in the Premier League. Yeah, three from the Premier League. Flores. Potch and um, Emery. Emery. And uh, the Everton chappy De Silva. He's kind of he's, teetering. He's teetering. Solskjaer's getting a bit of pressure yeah, now. He's, he's got t- a dreadful week ahead as well. He, he could and be getting turned over by Spurs um, and Man City. In what's the, the West Ham? The West Pellegrini's Pellegrini. kind of yeah, wobbling yeah. a little bit. I mean, the win against Chelsea would have uh, given him uh, a stay of execution. News came out that Pochettino had been given uh, 12 well a 12 and a half million payoff and part of that included a gardening leave that he couldn't go anywhere till the end of the season so, I mean a lot of Manchester United fans were just thinking oh he's just going to slip in uh, they'll get rid of Ollie in the next few weeks he'll just slip in and away we go I was about to say until someone's desperate enough to pay more than 12 and a half million pounds isn't it that's well, the, yeah, there's no, a lot exactly, more than that yeah. riding on it so uh, I mean Spurs will be happy about that absolutely I mean when we've lost to Chelsea Leicester Sheffield United Southampton Norwich and Watford will be going well Half and half million pounds. Mm. Pays for itself. That's one Esri Conza. <laughs> Get the potch in. He's too negative, this Dan Rogers. That's not going to happen. People, are, People's ears are bleeding as we speak. <laughs> Dean, Dean Smith, four-year contract. Uh, every, everybody okay with that? Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Uh, before we move on, just want to give a shout-out uh, to the My Old Man Said patrons. Thank you very much for supporting the show. As you may know from if you're a regular listener to the show, you will fast realise that I'm uh, very dyslexic when it comes to reading out names. Doesn't help when I change them in the plan. Uh, well, this is this is one of the points. I mean, uh, I got an email today from James, and I can't pronounce his surname. <laughs> but, Tozer. Tozer, apparently. Uh, the, fir- the first time uh, my keyboard uh, added loads of eyes to his name. So when I opened the plan, he had loads of eyes, and I just thought, well, that's surely just one eye. So we pronounced it uh, like he was Italian. <laughs> the second time uh, when I looked at the plan, Dan Rogers had actually changed his surname to something else <laughs> <laughs> to try to wrong foot me. Sorry, James. 
<laughs> and uh, so I had to remember what the actual original spelling was and just said it. And uh, he wrote me an email, uh, you know, t- taking it in good heart and uh, said his, uh, his children were laughing as they listened to the podcast <laughs> in the car as we butchered uh, their father's name and, and their own name. So sorry, kids. Thanks, James Taliban. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what? Just go around the table. What's his name? T O Z E R. Tozer. 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 Toss. That's terrible. This guy. This Dan Rogers guy. Uh, it's open to interpretation. <laughs> it's not. <nothing. laughs> there you go, James Tozer. If that's not right, then please do get in touch, and we'll send you a free Christmas jumper. No, we won't. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, it, please do uh, support the show and become a My Old Man Said patron. Go to myoldmansaid.com. Just go uh, click on patron on the menu bar and support uh, true independence. The uh, The podcast world is being, well, last week, I think there was two extra villa ones and uh, it's just going to get saturated. I think it, it'll do what happened like websites it just became a cesspit basically of clickbait and shit and i've got a feeling uh the podcast world will end up with you know our our, our clickbait friends in uh written form doing like daily podcasts of just you know any old shite so uh, please do support our show and we will make sure we give you a top-notch show give them zero stars and report them for <laughs> dubious things uh, but most of all please do spread the word if you see uh the tweets for the show please do retweet them and share i mean this this is stuff you can do for free uh, if you enjoy the show which when people email me they always say they do but sometimes you just you don't see the uh the online social we, we don't really care about the social media because i think a lot of our listeners are of the same kind of mind of us so uh we don't get that instant gratification online but but if you want to join the mad few uh, facebook group it's great fun but it's and it's it's actually quite sane for a for a Facebook group that's called The Mad Few, it's probably the sanest group you'll come across. Well, we don't argue. We just we all get along. It's quite a novelty, really, for a fan group. Right, anyway, let's get on to the game. So, yes, please do uh, spread the word in whichever way you can. Right, moving on to Manchester United. Hope. One win in 42 games before we went into this into this clash. Villa had lost 26 of their last 33 visits to Old Trafford. It was a difficult one to justify on the old betting accumulator, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we were, it depends where you went. I think you can get it for five or six to one, which mm. uh, when we played them in the 94 League Cup final, we were four to one outsiders. So based on that, we technically had a chance. And in, in gambling terms, I wonder what you'd have got on both teams to score in both halves. The hot takes from this really were Grealish delivering on the main stage. A kind of new role for McGinn. A lot of people uh, have been talking about, oh, what's happened to McGinn? He, oh, he's, you know, has he let it get to his head? Is is he still knackered from... Uh, Carrying Scotland. On his own shoulders. <laughs> he's just dropped back into the engine room, hasn't yeah. he? He's- and there's also the, the one concern that comes from this game is uh, our frailty at set pieces. Apparently we have conceded the most goals from set pieces in the Premier League. So first of all, Mr Grealish delivering on the main stage. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of hype, overhype. There's people trying to, you know, tagging him in on social media, trying to get on his Christmas lists and blowing smoke up his ass and all this kind of thing. <laughs> the media. But then when you just look at it in the cold light of day, we all know he's a very good player. But if you were like, just, you know, stone cold facts, is he good enough? What, what has he done, basically? And he hasn't done that much yet, has he? Even though we all know his potential and he's very good, blah, blah, blah. But he's got to do it consistently and against the best teams. And he's got to be doing things rather than ghosting past three players in the middle of the pitch. And it all looks great. There's got to be an end product there. And uh, Dean Smith, actually, after the game, t- spoke about when he spoke to Jack, well, telling him basically what needs to improve. This is what he said. Well, he's pushing that. He's, he's pushing the people who choose the, the squads. Um, every time he pulls on a Villa shirt at the moment, he's, his performances are very good. And, you know, that goal topped it. And as I said, you know, when I first came into the football club, what he needed to improve on was goals and assists. And he, he's starting to do that now. And, you know, I thought for the first, first half an hour of the game, he was controlling the game for us. The next England squad, what is it, March? Yeah, we've got Denmark, haven't we? And I think this is the perfect time now. Uh, It's the perfect period of games. You've got a tough, dense fixture list of December, a couple of extra months. You will know about Jack Grealish in the Premier League when it comes to the next squad. Absolutely. And I think you'll have have seen him against a few of the big teams. You'll have seen him over that really important Christmas period against the teams who were around us in the league. And potentially you'll actually get a better gauge on his overall fitness as well. 
as traditionally he tends to get injured over the festive season. Yeah, I mean uh, that that's a good point actually because he uh, when was the last one? It was like l- mid December. Yeah, he got or... injured at Albion, didn't he? Yeah, last season, and then missed all of sort of the rest of December, January, and February as well. March but, he came back, wasn't yeah. he? Start of March with the amount of international windows at the start of the season. Like Grealish plays, you know, has a great game against Brighton, for example, and then there's like a big uh, campaign to get him in the squad, and then doesn't get in, and then he has a decent game against uh, Newcastle. But before that, he was injured, wasn't he? And that that was a pivotal moment because he was going to play Manchester City and Liverpool, and that was a great platform to see what he could actually do. And obviously, went off injured against Manchester City. I think if he played against Liverpool, that would have been pretty interesting in terms of if he could. I felt like we game. missed. Him. I yeah. felt like we missed him against Liverpool big time. Um, I think you can tell when he's not in the squad. I Certainly really, when we've got the ball. Yeah, I think he's got a really nice way of set. I mean, we'll say this all the time, but he's got a really nice way of setting the pace, moving the ball, keeping his head up. And I think we missed him against Liverpool. And I think great at the weekend. And I think, yeah, I think I think if he's not knocking on the door for England in the next match, then uh, to have a word with uh, with Gareth. Why does it matter to us? Well, I mean, I'd rather him not go. <laughs> so, as, as, as is I, traditional, you put a, yeah. a twelve-month window from the first calling up to when him putting a uh, transfer request. In. Yeah, I'd I'd much rather him in this limbo where he feels like he keeps having to prove himself to get into the England team, but yeah, never well, actually get there. So unfortunately, he can't go under the radar anymore. Can he? This one is one the of the annoying things I picked up off the back of his. Uh, it was a great, great strike at, at Old Trafford. Was that immediately in the in the initial reaction from? I guess the local Manchester press and some of the nationals was that, you know, not only was he great for Villa, but he was just the player that Manchester United are missing. <laughs> and you think, oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, and I th- my only observation with Grealish would be is that he, he, to become an England regular, especially if you're outside of the top clubs, especially the top London clubs, you've got to, you've got to be doing that marquee moment every single week. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's fair because I do think some England players get in the team on merit even even still. Um, f- for us, I think that the importance has to be us. I look at December fixtures, January and February are very, very important months. And on the one hand, yeah, I do want him playing amazingly so that he catches the eye. On the other hand, uh, it's that having your head turned sort of mentality I, I, I worry about. Yeah, I mean, you, you're getting idiots in the media now like Robbie Savage who came out and said, I think it was on Five Live, said, what's the point of staying at Villa? All their ambition is, is to survive. Fuck off. It's like, well, hello, we've just been promoted. You know, we're just setting ourselves up before we dominate the Premier League for the next 10 years. Give us a chance. And we've get- actually got the, th- <laughs> was it the third richest owner in British football. It's yeah, it is. exactly. And there's there's no better way for Grealish to have success than to, ha- and, and it actually means something, than to have actual success at Villa. Do you not think he's got that? I think there's that gear still inside Grealish where you see, you see a what I felt was a world class goal uh, against. I, I don't think it's a. Uh, it's not a great Manchester United team, but I think it's a world class goalkeeper. Yep. Um, and he had a lot to do, and it was an audacious strike. And it was absolutely. It was. It was perfect. It was top bins territory. And who was the defender that he? What's he, he sent to go and grab lunch? He like dropped his shoulder and sent the defender like <laughs> the totally opposite way. He was in the stands. It was fantastic, and it was just. It was like the pinnacle. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Of Grealish's season so far. I mean, you definitely saw goal. that he's he's comfortable at this level. There's no problem there because Manchester United couldn't handle him in, no, uh, in the no. first half. And there's just that. That's why I think there's that little bit where in, in the in the second half when he gets that fantastic opportunity to knock it in. I think that's the bit that's that's gonna. And this isn't a criticism of him because it came at him quickly. Maybe surprise, top top world class footballers score those goals. Yeah. Without every time, every single time, every single and, time. and that's not a criticism of him because he, he was he was outstanding on the day and our best player by some distance. But to, um, that's the difference, isn't and it? Even though he's uh, missed a couple of games this season, he's he's still the most fouled player in in the division, yeah. And, yeah. and as he was in the championship. And you know the thing is that just you know it creates opportunities just mm. because it means that we get the ball and you know we obviously get set pieces out of it. That that surge from El Ghazi was fantastic that mm. led up to the goal. And it's unfortunate that he got injured because I thought he was actually, uh, you know, we've how we discussed he's been hot and cold. And I think he, he looked like he was revved up for this game. So. It, it was kind of like he was putting together a, a run of a few games as well mm. where he, he looks a little bit better. And I, it's a shame that if, if he's going to miss the next couple, that he's yeah. not he's going to lose that momentum where he, where he, it might have been that, that turning point where he starts to put together that nice run of form. It's that consistent high quality that you, you we always see glimpses of El Ghazi. I think just to mention David what he's talking about with his with the surge it was that touch that took him beyond the defender that you thought fucking hell that's actually really a top top touch because it it, it changed it from being a one-on-one yeah. um a one-on-one opportunity with the defender and, and it completely took him out of the game and to deliver albeit it was a it wasn't the best cross in the world but it was so into such dangerous territory and the fact that Grealish scores from it I think says everything and we, we spoke in the last show and, and previous shows about having that little bit of 
pace to just get us up the field quickly. Well, yep. yeah. at Old yep. Trafford, all of a sudden we sort of saw Al Ghazi do it on a couple of occasions. And actually, when Trezeguet came on, he did it a couple of occasions as well. Yeah, yeah. There's something else that happened in the game where Grealish missed the sitter. I mean, if if the goal had hit the bar and bounced out of play, <laughs> and then he went on to miss that sitter, then mm. you know people would go, uh, you know, well, other t- other other teams fans would go, well, he's you know he's not good for England, he's rubbish, blah 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 blah. But this is what Dean Smith had to say about the uh, the miss anyway. Ah, listen, he, he he knows more than anybody that, you know, nine times out of ten, he's, he's sticking that in the back of the net. But he'll be really pleased, uh, you know, certainly with his goal and his performance. But knowing Jack, he'll, he won't sleep tonight because of that miss. So the big question is, did he sleep? I think he did. Yeah, I think he slept. I think he slept. <laughs> the good thing when you score goals like that, it covers up any other misdemeanor. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Which actually uh, Mr Mings also experienced because uh, probably... Culpable again for that first goal that they scored. A little bit of overplaying again. In, I mean, that's been we've said this every week, haven't we? Really, the the key negative of Villa's season so far has been overplaying in stupid areas. And you can see him beating himself up. There's been a few of the, especially in the last clutch of games where. Mings has been playing all right, and then he's done something. It's the overplay. It's exactly it's something inexplicable where he's quite comfortable on the ball. And there was one moment where he had to defend himself. He tried to play it across Rashford. I think it was, and he had to outrun him. And it was a real sprint just to just to do. That. I think it, sometimes you can play a bit more within himself, you know, and be quite comfortable. And the the stage was wasn't one where he needed to overplay. It's kind of weird though because he is fantastic. He's very comfortable. Yeah, he's, very I mean, he's dynamic. And he's clearly, fantastic. very confident, isn't he? Physical. Yeah, well, you'd, you'd go as far as say he's got everything you need to be a top, top defender. And mm. his only weaknesses are, are it's it's Mental. just unnecessary, isn't yep. it? Unforced errors. Yeah, and they're completely, it's not as if it's like, for example, like Konza did that slash kick uh, in the last game. Mm. It's not things like that. It's yeah. it's just like real basic stuff that he turns into errors that really are needless. I mean, I think in the case of this game, it was in that position when you buy your own corner flag, I don't think anybody's going to, no. Sort of blow their head off at you if they if you just smash it into the stand, people will be you know frustrated. No, it's nice to play your way out from the back yeah. if you can, but if you don't, get rid and just regroup because actually, or do anything apart from what he tried to do. Yeah. I think because yeah. I the think thing, especially um, yeah. one of the big things through the game at Old Trafford and like some of the other games against the big teams was actually our defensive unit was really solid. We had really good yeah. shape when we didn't have the ball. We yeah, got behind it and we held our shape. And Man United, it was their build-up was so slow because we just didn't give them anywhere to play. And they've mm. got some, you know, they still have high-quality players, especially in the, the front line. I don't think their midfield is anywhere near as good as our one in terms of personnel, but mm. you're still looking at players like Rashford and Martial. These are still really top-quality players. In terms of Ming's goal, I think that's one of the, you're in a game where you're 1-0 up and it's, you know, Old Trafford against a team that's fucking haunted you, you know, for most of your Villa 
supporting life. You're 1-0 up and look like you could do something here. They suddenly go 2-1 two, two, up and you're thinking, well, you know, here, same we, here, we, here we go. Even, you know, even this team that should be, uh, after what we've seen in the first half, we should we sh- potentially could put these guys away. And then you score an equaliser. And in that environment against United, and I want results against United more than the Blues, I didn't celebrate that goal because I didn't know what the fuck was happening. He didn't, did he? <laughs> what no, what, no, no, what he a didn't. moment in yeah. his... Not, ne- in never his mind career. me, Mings didn't as well. You know, for, for, I mean, everybody knows it's been well publicised, his kind of backstory and where he's come from, just to get to play pro Scored football. a volley at Old yeah. Trafford. Then to get into the Premier League, from then a, to from score a, Matt Target. a great That's finish at Old Trafford. And he's just sort of a shrug of the shoulders and he's thinking, well, I don't know. Well, it's such I was, a shame. It is, and, and, and you know... I, he might never do that in his career. Well, I was sat there absolutely convinced yeah. it was going to be ruled out. I know, yeah. no. no. I looked at Mings' body language convinced. and I just thought, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Looked away and I thought it was 2 1. And then, then it was like, well, it says 2 2 on the scoreboard. I Still like, in oh. display. I what? wasn't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, we haven't had Max on the show for a few episodes. I mean, I'm just going to play. Uh, what happened in the ground uh, through his eyes? This goes on for about a minute, but uh, total confusion. What? Was that solid? Yeah! I can't celebrate. I'm not allowed to celebrate because we've scored. We've scored. We've scored. I don't know if I'm allowed to celebrate because they are my goal outside. He did not have a Liner and flags. Liner's not flags. Liner's not flags, but it looks outside. We've literally scored and no one's celebrating because they are. We don't know. Oh, well, it's Kevin French who's going to be offside, isn't it? Liner has not flagged, though. That's the thing. This is oh, the thing. It's gone to Kevin French. Yeah, yeah. you know we're we're not allowed to celebrate. They are ruined that. It looks offside. I do know that, but... Liner and flags. If they are to exist, I think they're absolutely mad then. drink have we lads there you go yeah <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what was going on it's so, it's so... if you're you know if you're in the stadium and you're going to a game and you know what you're going for you're going for those emotional releases you're going for that and old, old trafford doesn't have uh, video walls does it either so it's no like it, you don't get the purple yeah. wall of death pop up like on the video wall tantric goal celebrations isn't it like, <laughs> <laughs> you know on the one hand you've got that with this delayed <laughs> and, and then you, on the other end, I mean, that guy rightly said in the middle of it, he got a uh, great... Uh, Kevin Friend Kevin ruined Friend. our day. <laughs> Kevin Friend, I mean, the Harold Shipman of off, off-field off referees. I mean, what the... F- yeah, get Alan Shearer to say that on a big screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I the thing, I've come real full circle with VAR because at the start of the season, I thought this could potentially be a really nice way of making sure that we get free kicks when Jack Grealish gets fouled. <laughs> but um, but the, what's happened is it is absolutely sucked the life out of it. The one yeah. thing we love yeah. about football is going absolutely limbs crazy when a goal goes in, like that 93rd minute winner or that like the one to equalise. You want to go absolutely mad with your mates. And I remember doing it when I was 11. And then I remember yeah. doing it when I was like, you know, 29 years old. And it's that kind of just visceral energy. And now it's just, it's gone. It's gone. I mean, to, to give the, the Villa fans credit, they did make a good job of uh, re-celebrating it when it was given. Because I, I couldn't, I, I was gone. Because it's, it's that moment where you're triggered. Yeah, if you have to think about something too much, you, you're rationalising it already. We go like, oh, oh, I need to celebrate now. Yeah, it's, it's not normal. It's been... It just feels fake. It just comes as relief, doesn't it? It's, it's, not like, it's like you're joy. acting, yeah. Right, we, we just mentioned uh, Grealish's... Uh, we, it's like he's, he's the last two games since he's been back, he's kind of stepped up, and that's because he's playing further forward. Also, uh, in the last two games, uh, Connor Hurahan, Hurahan, Hurahan has uh, started, and I was quite surprised he actually started this game. I, I thought uh, Smith might uh, be a bit more cautious, but he obviously didn't fancy the United midfield, and he thought they, they could be got at. And so this has created a situation where McGinn, who we love to see him surge forward, has been playing a little bit deeper and a bit, let's say, for want of a better word, reserved. I mean, it, it's got people 
saying that, oh, he's not the same player he used to be. Maybe his head's turned or, you know, he's thinking about his heroics for carrying Scotland on his shoulders, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's just he's having to keep an eye on what's happening more defensively in midfield. I mean, that's why he's basically also covering what Nakamba was doing. Mm. Well, yeah, where is Nakamba? He's just lost his place, hasn't he? He's just lost his place. It's just a tactical decision. I think Louise has come in and looked really good in the last few games. You're probably not going to drop him again, although I wouldn't be surprised at some point if he gets rotated a, a, a break yeah even if he's mm. just on the bench mm. I can't um, say I think I don't think Louise has been been, been sort of breathtaking the last few he's, his passes seem to go so wayward and I think maybe that's partly the reason why McGinn has to like drop in a little bit more and get ready to sweep up any messes I like I like him I, I, you can see we've said before there's definitely another gear for him to go into yeah and in terms of just the crispness and the kind of killer instinct in his game yeah. um but that will come with more and more games in the Premier League and getting up to the pace of it because that's one thing he lacks really is the sort of the the snap to his play to kind of get the ball, you know, to sort of pull it in and then get it up, get it away quickly. I, mean, I think I mentioned in one of the last couple of episodes that uh, some of his final third passes were a bit kind of off when they didn't need to be, and maybe you know maybe that's uh, factored in a little bit of why he's playing a bit deeper as well because obviously Grealish is going to give you more in incision and says so you know or who who Harahan <laughs> I think and Harahan and Grealish can also and well, I'm again can, they can all carry the ball. I think Horihan. Uh... <laughs> Hori. <laughs> <laughs> I think. It's been a long time since we've faced Man United where I've looked at our midfield and I've gone, we've got the better midfield. By, man for man as well. Man for man, we, it was a better midfield. I think the, the observation with McGinn would be is that we've always depended on him to be 110%. I think he can, he can can uh, his game can be run at 70 minutes sometimes and he's he's going the full distance in the moment, probably more for that. Um, what we don't get is, is, is full force McGinn. Um, <laughs> yeah, blockbuster. But uh, just a comment on on Luis. I, I think he's. Um, I think he's got a. There's some things to be ironed out. He's a very young footballer. Yeah. Um. I think he's a risk. He's a risk sometimes. But I think on balance, when you look to that Man United midfield, I think. Um, he's got a range of passing that if it comes off, yeah, uh, he's, he's head and it shoulders above. apart. And he does work well when we're trying to like press the ball and trying to move up into their third. And, and I think if you look at our fixture list as well, I think that you'll probably see. You know, when I look on the horizon at games like Sheffield United. I think that's when you'll see the Nakambas come in as the disruptor. Yeah, but I think there'll be some. I mean, there's going to be some changes against yeah. Chelsea anyway because uh, Gilbert has reached his fifth yellow card, so uh, it looks like Elmo will probably slot in for him. Uh, speaking of the defence, I mean, one of the things we just mentioned as one of the the hot takes of the game was this kind of uh, set piece fragility. We, we lead the league in conceding the most goals, and we we looked United looked like uh, they they could potentially score every time they did that kind of. Uh, ball into the box I mean Konza was caught out on the on the first goal mm. and then he was shrugged off by uh, Marcel uh, when Marcel should have scored really he hooked it over the bar once he'd actually done the hard bit you know he kind of mugged Konza yeah but uh, sorry I didn't want to shit on your favourite player Chris it's all good <laughs> I mean it was weird because it was a game of um, Villa couldn't take a short corner no I mean, they couldn't defend one either. I was just uh, singling out Konza there, but he's only actually played the last two games, and he's only conceded. We've only conceded one goal in my reckoning from set pieces. So I was, I was about to say, does Engels give us that, that height at the back that makes us? Uh, we would have dealt with Manchester United's uh, set pieces easier, but obviously we've conceded most of those goals with him and Mings playing. I mean, you, you don't, there wasn't much to give Manu credit for, but actually the delivery into the box for the first one, yeah. especially, is just a, a brilliant ball in. It just takes all of our players out of the game. You have to just hold your hands up and go, well, from that position, Rashford should bury it 99% of the time. Actually, Heaton's very unlucky. But. Yeah, because and then the second goal, obviously, Wesley's the header just basically... Uh, put it into his path, didn't put it? Put it in his path, and it's hard to defend. It's still a very good react. header, though, from Lindelof. Yeah, when you see the angle that he's at, he's actually got it up and over our player and right yeah. into the far it's, corner. It's a great example of how... <laughs> Hey, that game turned very, very quickly, and I thought very unfairly on us that that we. I don't think we were particularly rocking. I thought Man United had a much better foot second half than they did the first. Oh yeah, they grew into the game, um, and, and it was just the. It's the classic where you see more in the slow mo and the replay where you've got. You know, if Wesley, if Wesley hasn't tracked back, people are criticising him not for tracking back. He does, um, and but he takes the ball off the head of Mings, who would have comfortably cleared that. Um, he literally, you know, it's on, it's on Mings. The one where he ran the whole length of the pitch back. It was a quite a gallop. It was a bit of a Benny Hill. Uh, <laughs> what, was your, what was your take on Wesley? Obviously, he's come for 
mixed criticism, shall we say, the last few weeks. But I think he was much better. I think he's. I like him. I think he was much better at Man United. And I think we we forget that we attack with three. You know, we've got three forwards that we're attacking with, and now you know we're, we're in 2019. The traditional number nine role isn't necessarily just baggy loads of goals. And I think he he does really well at occupying those centre backs. And I think that's the sort of like Smith ball <laughs> that uh, that we want to play, where he sort of takes those two centre backs out of the game and allows that freedom down the wings. And I, yeah, I, I really like him. I think he's a good player. And I think he needs more goals, fine. And I think he's a young player in a new country, in a new system, in a new league. And I think that's going to take a few in months. In a new universe. In a new universe. It's a new universe for me. I'm not used to it. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, in, in terms of that, the, the flick on, you know, he's just trying to plant a header on it. Yeah. Be just, the first head in it. it. It's just unlucky, you know. Yeah. Just trying to be the first head on the ball, get it away. So yeah, I mean, I like him in summary. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're not singling him out on that, uh, on the second. United goal because he was just trying to do his job yeah, at the end of the yeah. day the one thing I'll just reflect on with, with Wesley is I think the one thing I don't think we play to his strengths necessarily and that oh. might be because we play with a three uh, he, he doesn't have a lot of opportunities you know yeah. and, and that's the thing that I, I'd love all the goals that we've seen of him granted most of them were scored past Lovra Kalinic in the, in the highlight <laughs> reel that I saw um, <laughs> um I'd like to see, you know, a couple of opportunities a game. You know, as I said last week, Abraham used to have three, four opportunities per goal sometimes, um, and he scored some fine goals in pre-season. Granted, opposition and the and all that, the the, the competition's different, but I'd like to see him in on goal or given a few opportunities to take advantage of his height as well. Yeah, right. I don't think there's that much more to say about the United game. I think when Harry Maguire picked up a yellow after seven minutes, that played into our hands nicely. When he was trying to, I think he was trying to rugby t- uh, yeah. wrestle Al Ghazi to the floor. And uh, what a waste of money he is, by the way. Oh, that was the yeah. first time I've actually yeah. seen him sort of play a full ninety minutes in a United shirt because I'm not particularly interested in them uh, enough yeah. to watch Thursday night games against yeah. far flung. He's things. not cultured, and he, for me, he doesn't have. I, I can see what purpose he serves, but he is he's, he's a limited footballer. His, his agent must be one of the most well-paid yeah. agents in the whole of the footballing world. Yeah, no. Because I mean, he's not worth what he what they paid for him. No, 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 no. That's a Man United tax, that is. Yeah. Yeah, no, Big completely. Time. Which is a deserved tax, I yeah. would say. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gr- Grealish uh, also, one stat that everybody obviously is uh, championing is his uh, being involved in more goals in the Premier League this season than pretty much all of the other English midfielders. Yep. But, but does that include the assist for Hurahan? Hurahan? Connor's. Uh, <laughs> we should do this every time. Hurahan. Connor's goal. Oh, yeah, he's claiming that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he's on three goals, four assists, if my maths are right. But in the end, uh, were you uh, content with a point at Old Trafford? Oh, yes. Yep. 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 Few, few complaints about that here. Right, any closing thoughts as we uh, end this episode 93? <laughs> no. <laughs> the only my parting thought I suppose on Old Trafford <laughs> fuck it I won't yeah, so go for it son go go for it son we haven't got anything to watch my only on. sort of parting thought gift, from Old Trafford gift, was yeah gift. my parting gift from Old Trafford is that hopefully it's the, the start of the turning of the tide in terms of going against these big teams and actually getting it over the line, you know, rather mm. than... Because that... that... <laughs> exactly. Because that's a game, traditionally, Villa turnover. We get turned over in that game, don't we? We can see the stupid goal in like, the 93rd minute at Old Trafford and we go, oh, we played really well and we deserve to, but we didn't. And that's been the theme of the season. It's certainly yeah. a development it's the first of the first time we've, yeah, we've played a, a so-called big team. They're not a good team, but they're a big team. Oh, well, there's one thing we have forgot. Right, let's get into the Scott Hogan Touchdown Challenge. As I said at the top of the show, we're going to go for a four-way. It's never been done before. I mean, we went from two-way to three-way. And not, within... not since that infamous Bosnich and York video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I must revisit that one time. I, I, I need to uh, replenish my memory of it. <laughs> Is it as good as the Postmeyer? <laughs> less, less vegetable. <laughs> Right, anyway, let's get into this. Uh, because uh, Ben Redding is the uh, new world reigning champion, winner has to stay on. Unfortunately, he was playing football today, but we're going to get on to the Mad Few hotline and get him in here. Right, let me give this a ring. Hello, Scott Hogan, Touch Count Champion speaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing? Yeah, not too bad. Did you win tonight? You said you were playing uh, football. No, well, unfortunately, the, uh, the roof caved in 
So uh, we actually <laughs> played tonight. It's a <laughs> so, metaphor. Yeah, I, got the, I got the call late, but uh, yeah, I didn't actually play. So um, oh. I could have been there, I suppose, but never mind. So sorry, the roof of what the sports centre? Where, where were you playing? So it was the uh, Wilnicott, um School in Tamworth, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we got the call at about half past six tonight saying don't bother coming down. The roof's uh, caved in, <laughs> but uh, it, it should be should be open in a couple of weeks. So uh, oh, it's crossed. annoying. I timed it wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so wait. so good to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't wasn't happy about losing this title, so uh, apologies for that, Roof. Uh, it reminds me of just before we go into this of when when I used to go training uh, when I was in Birmingham uh, many years ago. We used to hire out the academy, one of their pitches, and play five aside, the one at Villa Park. And there was a net above, and obviously the ball's not meant to go above shoulder height. And uh, after we finished the game, I remember walking out and uh, volleyed the ball, just you know, goalkeeper volley, threw it up, kicked it. It went through the net because there was a hole in the net smashed one of the skylights and the whole fucking glass thing came down and ever since that day <laughs> Villa have been cursed <laughs> first thought that came into my head was like that's coming out of Doug Ellis's bank account anyway <laughs> right let's get into this uh, Scott Hogan touch count challenge for those of you who are new to uh, this game it's basically the first one to two to win two rounds you get uh, there's three rounds uh, of guessing how many touches uh, who whatever player is mentioned in the question had in a particular game. It's also a chance to have a look around at the world of football outside the Villaverse to see what else is uh, happening. Normally normally we lead on Scott Hogan when, when he can be bothered to play because uh, he is the genesis of this game because uh, he had this amazing knack of like Amazing knack of playing games, but hardly actually uh, touching the ball. Right then, Stoke played at home against Blackburn. Scott Hogan played... That's why Stoke lost 2-1. Standard. Mm. The new manager. Who's the new manager again? Stoke? Michael <laughs> O'Neill. There he is. There he he, is. This is the only man. This is why we got. We had to call him. He's the only man who knows anything about football on this podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, well, he decided he'd, he'd try out Scott Hogan for a bit longer this time. So he brought him on on the 62nd minute. So we played 28 minutes, if my maths are not wrong. So how many touches did he have? Ben, you have a choice when you want to, uh, if you want to go first or wait to see what happens. I'll let Dan go first on this one. 28 Uh, 28 minutes, they lost 2-1. 16. 16. Wow, that's ambitious. Wow. Like me. Uh, Ben, who's going next or do you want to go in? Uh, I'll go next. I'll say 10. 10 from Ben. Still alive. I'm going to say 12. 12 from Chris. Paul, who's just been checking uh, up to stats. Yeah, hang on, just let me put my phone away again. Um, I'm going to go low. I'm going to go seven. Seven Wise from man, Paul. probably. Nobody's got it, so it goes into a second round. Dan Rogers. We've had a 10, we've had a 12, we've had a 16, and we've had a seven. Nine. Nine from Dan Rogers. Back over to uh, Mr. Ben on down the line. Uh, I'll go eight then. He's got it. Round one to the Ben. <laughs> yes. Love- Come on. <laughs> Are you in? Are you indoors anywhere tomorrow? Or? <laughs> That's three consecutive rounds he's won. As we go into the next round, in in this game, uh, Blackburn. I didn't know they'd signed him, but uh, playing left back was a certain Stuart Downing. Now, wow. th- now thirty five years old, still earning a crust. Wow. Played the full ninety minutes. How many touches did he have? Middlesbrough won. Middlesbrough weren't even playing. It was Blackburn won. Sorry. So who's going first? Well, we'll give. Well, Ben's the champion. Yeah, Ben can put the marker down this time. Ben, Ben, Ben can go first this time. Uh, Left back, full ninety minutes. Stuart Downing, thirty-five years 55, old. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Five. Opening punt. Sixty-five. Sixty-five from Dan. Seventy. Boom. Seventy from Chris. Well, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with forty-five. Paul hedges his bets. Goes a little. Forty-five. He's still alive. Second round. Ben. Uh, let's go fifty. Fifty. Sorry, was that fifty? Five. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fifty. Fifty from Ben. Fifty-two. Fifty-two from Dan. He's shrugging the shoulders. Seventy-four. Seventy-four. Chris is going higher. I'm going to go 68. 68, just a wild card stab in the dark yeah, there. Yeah, totally. Does anybody want to see the scores? Well, we're going into a third round. The only clue I can give is uh, there's some close proximity on this. 
We've had numbers from like 40 up to well, yeah. 70. So. <laughs> Some, somebody is very close. And Ben, it's your... Do you want the numbers read back to you, Ben? Because, uh, or are you jotting them down? I'll just carry on. I'm going to say 52. You can't have 52 because Dan Rogers has already had it. Oh, sorry. I'll have 53 then. 53, Ben. 54. 54 from Dan. Still alive. 75. 75 from Chris. 48. 48. Oh, fuck. We're going to have to go into a tiebreaker between two of you because the actual score was 51. So this is between oh. Ben and Dan. <laughs> Face off. You could just stand more to the left, please, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, Messi scored a wunderbar goal, a little one-two with uh, Luis Suarez to give uh, Barcelona a late win against at Atletico Madrid 1-0. How many touches did a Messi get? Uh, 88. 88. Dan Rogers? 89. Right, Ben, next go. Obviously 92. 92 from Ben. Dan Rogers? 100. He's got it. <laughs> oh, 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 here comes Roy Keane, Elfingy Haaland, his knees fell off. Oh. But was it intentional? Such a shame you can't be here, Ben. <laughs> one, Wait, one, the... nil, nil. You're still in it. So it's, what's it best to? Right then, it's the first one to two. Oh, yeah. Rogers is alive. Ben, so close, so close from retaining his crown. Right then, we're going to the next round. I'm going to give you a, a choice, Ben. Do you want to go James Madison or Mason Mount? Let's go James Madison. Right, these are two players, obviously, that uh, are potential opponents for Jack Grealish's England spot, although they probably could all be in the uh, the actual squad, but uh, they're all in competition with each other. James Madison, 23, played in Leicester's 2-1 win over Everton. Centre midfielder, how many goals... Did he score? Well, he didn't score any. How many touches did he have? <laughs> Dan Rogers gets first pick, or if he wants it. 78. 78. 64. 64 from Ben. Yeah, uh, 69. 69, Paul. 60. 60 from Chris. It's still alive. 56. Dan Rogers tries to go completely a diff- different way. 56. <laughs> Got worried about the other people's attempts, Ben. <laughs> 68 68 73 73 80 it's all over the shop 80 right going into the third round people are within five somebody's within five 57 57 62 62 can I have a quick look at the score sheets come on it's the, it's the top scribbles um, let's go 59 has anybody had that no they haven't 59 75 75 right then we're checking we're checking I've got some good news and some bad news but who, who's the good news to and who's the bad news to well the bad news is to Ben and the good news oh. is to Dan Rogers oh my god <laughs> 77, he retains his crown with 78. Route 1 football wins again. (laughs) Route 1 Rogers back in the game. Started off with only one off, 78, and then decided to fanny around guessing at 50s when he already had it in the bag. Doesn't matter. Just imagine, Ben, you sat it's a warm summer's day, you're in the Holt End, and until you get speared by an Alexander Tonev free kick. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pleasure talking to you, Ben. See you, mate. (laughs) <laughs> Congratulations. We may never see each other ever again. <laughs> the, the only guarantee to be on this podcast is to be the re- retaining world Scott Hogan touch count champion. That's me done then. <laughs> yeah, see, see you later, Paul. See ya. <laughs> All right, bud. Still here somehow. I don't, I don't know why I'm here either after tonight's performance. <laughs> Right, thank you very much, Ben, and we will uh, be in touch. Uh, if you could send back that prize that you... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Christmas is cancelled Yeah, recycled, <laughs> pre-gifted. Mm, never mind, mate. Yeah, unfortunately, Dan didn't get a prize, uh, apart from some, uh, what are they? Cadbury celebrations, or is that not even Cadbury? No, we ate them. No, Shonky. Ate them. Shonky prizes. I think, I think there's one left, Leder, Lederkusen. Anyway, well, at least Dan Rogers doesn't have to waste time planning your downfall now and he can get on with his life. So thank you very much, Ben, for joining <laughs> us. Any thoughts, the best, no any, sorry, any thoughts on the Man United game while you're here? Uh, yeah, dead, dead chuck with a point, really. I think um, we'd have all took that before the start of the game, wouldn't we? So yeah, a bit annoyed by the sloppy defending for the goals we conceded. But um, I think all in all, 
you, you can't be disappointed with a point there. All right, nice one. Anyway, great to have you on again, and uh, we'll be in touch and have a great week. Commiserations. And you. Cheers. Take care, mate. <laughs> Bye, mate. All the best. Cheers. See you soon. Right, thank you very much for listening for this show. As always, uh, please do leave a review if you are listening on Apple. Do follow also on Apple and Spotify and any other the uh, super apps that you may use to listen to podcasts and uh, spread the word. Until next time, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. 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 days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.